This episode of the PolicyViz podcast is brought to you by Socrata. Socrata is the global leader in software solutions that are designed exclusively for digital government. They deliver unprecedented data-driven innovation and cost savings for hundreds of public sector leaders and millions of their constituents around the world. Socrata's digital government solutions are being deployed for a wide array of strategic and mission-critical government services that empower citizens while enhancing their quality of life. To learn more about Socrata, visit www.socrata.com. Welcome back to the Policy Viz podcast. I'm your host, John Schwabish. I hope you've all had a great summer. I took a few weeks off, and I'm really happy to be back. Today, I'm very happy to have on the show Tiago Veloso from Visual Lope. Tiago, welcome to the show. Hi, John. Thank you very much. It's uh, an honor, a true pleasure to be here <laughs> with you guys. Well, thanks yeah, for being here. Yeah, it's fantastic. Thanks for being here. How, uh, I hope you had a good summer. Yes, yes, uh, a lot of work, of course, around visualloop.com, but right. yes, it's been great so far. Great, great. Well, I want to talk about Visual Loop. There's been a lot of action and activity about uh, the work you've been doing, so maybe you can start by just telling us a little bit about uh, Visual Loop, why you decided to start it, and, and what your goals are for the site going forward. Sure. Uh, well, basically, uh, Visual Loop uh, started as a, a, a personal collection of uh, infographics, charts, and visualizations, uh, something that I was finding out in the internet and decided to create a, a small Tumblr blog uh, where I could uh, share those findings and also make them searchable or easy to grab around specific topics. So uh, the focus of that initial endeavor was just to have uh, an easy-to-go online uh, collection of, of uh, examples uh, without uh, too much focus on the overall quality, uh, but more on the topics. This was uh, five years ago, so the word infographic uh, was kind of exploding on the internet, yeah. and we—I just saw—I started to see uh, a lot of examples of those infographics being shared from uh, whole different uh, publishers and uh, with different targets and with different messages. So um, I have no background in the in the subject, either in journalism or design. So it was really driven by my curiosity around uh, that medium of communication. Thankfully, the, the site uh, grew and uh, was well received by the, the visualization community, who, who also was beginning to explore the internet and the new social media channels like Twitter and Facebook and all the other uh, channels. Um, to share and to discuss uh, data visualization practices. And, and that's pretty much the point where I decided to evolve to a much more robust and professional platform. And that's when I launched visualloop.com in 2012. Mm -hmm. And more recently, a um, couple of months ago, we made um, another major update to the, to the website. And now uh, Visual Loop is uh, no longer just a personal collection of infographics and visualizations, but what we'd like to call a digital environment for all things related to that subject. So we try to bridge together 
the different tribes that are making use of visualization, either it's visual journalists in the traditional media or um, data visualization uh, courses in universities and, and colleges or other types of publishers. So uh, we try to build a community uh, for the past five years and now we made this upgrade that it's basically a way for the community to uh, create and feed uh, an archive, a high quality archive of visualizations. So when you're, so, so I think one of the things that, that I think a lot of people like about Visual Loop is the, in the work that you do is uh, are these weekly roundups you do of what's going on around, around the world on, on data visualization. It's sort of like a tour de force of what's, what's really good out there in data visualization. So when you're doing that, are there things you have in mind when you're sort of searching around for different examples or different stories or different, you know, um, you know talks and videos that you put up? Are, are there things you have in mind to sort of uh, present all that information and all those resources, you know, try to pull out a bunch of maps, pull out a bunch of presentations? Do you have a philosophy when you're, when you're building those, those roundups? Or are you just looking for sort of the, the best, you know, most interesting stuff that, that's out there? Well, the idea behind those roundups, it's pretty much the same idea behind Visual Loop. The idea is to, to try to fill some of the gaps in terms of content and content curation that the data visualization might have. Because uh, all the professionals, as you very well know, um, have time issues to be doing the contributions that perhaps uh, all of them would like to do with blogs and social media. So the idea of, get, of getting these weekly roundups at the beginning, um, they, it, come, it came from that perception that it would be nice for the community to have uh, an easy to browse quick overview uh, without too many in-depth analysis of each visualization. That's something that you usually see around for the, 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 the top projects. Mm -hmm. So we, we didn't want to compete with that, right. but we really like to point towards the uh, examples that were that came to our attention. And when I mean came to our attention, it's either because we are and I am actively looking out for uh, good examples, but also because uh, since I had Tumblr, well, I always had a lot of people uh, sending over their examples and their visualizations and their infographics uh, for consideration and eventually for, for publishing. So uh, it, it goes both ways. Um, the, some of the roundups I had in mind when I was uh, thinking about visualloop.com, uh, others, they just, uh, we just decided to, to, to move forward with them because the amount of content being produced yeah. around that specific topic uh, deserved that. Right. So, for a point, we had we started with an interactive inspiration uh, post that included all sorts of interactive visualizations. But a couple of months later, we realized that uh, interactive maps sh uh, were deserving uh, uh, a post by by themselves because the amount of interactive maps and the use of that sort of visualization tool uh, in all sorts of publishers was really, really spiking. Yeah. So, 
that's that, that there uh, now when it comes to the weekly uh, content uh, yeah I actually look around for some of the best examples and try to filter among some of the ones that are sent to us uh, to feature but right. uh, the, the, the the bar there is not that high I must admit that's <laughs> a little bit different of what we are trying to do now with the gallery where both designers and the works they submit to the gallery um, are moderated by our team. So yeah, so, so yeah, so let's talk. Let's talk about that because there's been a bit of a change in the in the site over the last few months, and you, you mentioned uh, some of the things that you're trying to do. You know, late last year, uh, Infogram acquired Visual Loop. Has that um, acquisition changed the sort of way you do business? You now it sounds like you have a little bit more of a team, and it sounds like you have or uh, on the site has these. Um, these designer profiles. So, so is all this, you know, what is sort of the goal? Are you sort of trying to just build this big community of designers and get them to interact with one another and interact with people who are reading and using the visualizations? Well, at a certain point, um, yes. But the idea of an infographic gallery is far from being something new. Uh, let me just uh, go a little bit before to the infogram acquisition, which was obviously a major step to, for Visual Loop. Uh, the idea was that um, from the synergy between infogram resources and the overall editorial proposal that Visual Loop has been developing, that we could find uh, uh, and increase the value of Visual Loop as a useful resource. Uh, for either for, for the whole spectrum, from the data visualization beginner to the high-end user who's been around like for decades. So, uh, 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 Infogram, for those of you who, who are not familiar with it, uh, is a company uh, based in, in, in Riga and in San Francisco, uh, which is a tool for uh, easy creating visualizations. and. Um, their targets and their goals for data, data literacy and the effort they are doing on a worldwide scale, not only on an English-speaking uh, universe, which is something that Visual Loop is also very proud of. We feature works from all over the world. Uh, but uh, we had some very, very common points and perspectives, and when, when I was approached by Infogram, I, it, things went down very smoothly. So mm -hmm. that allowed, of course, for all those, all these upgrades that we were watching on Visual Loop. Right. Uh, uh, mainly our focus at this point and uh, until now uh, has been the, the, the platform. So basically to move from uh, being a blog to become a, a true resource for uh, those interested in infographic design and data visualization. We kept all the editorial content, so basically the weekly roundups, the interviews, the weekly featured portfolio, the guest posts, which, which are also a very, very important part of our editorial uh, policy. So that we kept all of that, but with this upgrade, we, we facilitated the, the creation of a, a, a a true high-quality archive, and that is where I think uh, we differentiate ourselves from the other infographic galleries that you see around there. So, um, yeah, I mean, we we we, tr we are trying to look at it 
more as a, as a true archive mm -hmm. uh, from works from the past two or three decades or even even uh, older ones but that is very simple to understand why I think ev everyone that uses the internet for visualization purposes uh, knows that it's easier to find a medieval map yeah. Uh, on the internet that like that perhaps uh, an infographic published 10 15 years ago by uh, a newspaper right. even if it's the New York Times so I think there's a huge gap in terms of uh, online um, efforts even from the mediums from the newspapers and magazines uh, themselves to to offer access to such a vast uh, archive of content and high quality content. I mean, we're talking about journalism, not marketing or promotional pieces. So right. there's a research and an educational value to that in our perspective. Right. So that so that's an interesting point that you bring up because there are some of these other um, data visualization sort of curated sites. You know, there's there's Lemonly and there's Visually and. Um, there was visualizing.org, although it, it seems to be seems to be dead. Yeah. So, but some of those are, are you know sort of anyone can post to those sites, whereas you have more of a curated list and are pulling you know in what seems to me sort of the higher higher quality. And as you mentioned, maybe not sort of the marketing infographics, the marketing material that that people are making. So do you, do you foresee a place in Visual Loop where there'll be communication um, between the designers and the readers? Or do you see it more as a resource for people to say, I want to know, you know sort of what are the great uh, interactive maps is a good example you talked about a moment yeah. ago. So, you know, I want to see what the great interactive maps that people have been making over the last five years. I'm going to go find those. And if I want to go learn how to make those, that's a, that's a different task. If I want to talk to the designers, that's a, that's a different task. Um, but do you, do you see a place in the future where um, there may be a, 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 a method of people actually communicating on the site directly? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we have been having great, great feedback from from uh, the initial set, the initial poll of designers that agreed to, to be a part of this project. So uh, we do have that in mind. We want to increase the, the social media side and the social networking side uh, of the gallery. However, our first goal was to actually uh, raise some awareness uh, around this topic of the, the what Manuel Lima so brilliantly calls the the digital dark ages, where where you are uh, losing track of so many great projects, either in print or online, um, just because there's no uh, proper place where even the designer feels motivated to uh, share its work. Because one of the issues among all those galleries that you mentioned is precisely that. Uh, from a, a developer or a designer point of view, uh, maybe it's not that good to have your work side by side with a, a poor promotional one. Mm -hmm. uh, and that will probably, uh, in a time where time itself is such a high commodity, uh, people will probably will not spend much time feeding that website and that gallery with their best works. Now, right. 
on visual loop, what we're trying to do is to make a, a, a real organic community um, that grows with the help of its members. So uh, each member will soon have a set of invitations to uh, invite other high-end, high-level designers. And since we also have collective profiles, John, we are not just focusing, like I said, on newspapers, magazines, and other sorts of publishers. We have, for instance, universities and uh, uh, that that can share a new way and that have on Visual Loop a new way of showcasing what their students and their academics are doing. Mm -hmm. So the concept of bridging together the several tribes is still very much present uh, on, 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 on this new upgrade. So uh, that and the fact that the works are moderated, so I think that are, are two good uh, guarantees that will keep the, the, the gallery at a high quality level. Yeah, so let's so let's talk a little bit about these different camps because you have sort of the you have the researcher groups, you have the journalists, you have the folks making static infographics, you have the people yeah. making uh, interactive visualizations. Um, how I I think as I recall when I first started you know looking through Visual Loop at the very beginning it was mostly static infographics and now it's sort of grown um, beyond that. How do you you know how do you sort of see the the field? Um, evolving both in terms of how these different groups interact with one another. I mean, I think the, you know, you, you know, certain people create statics, certain people create interactive visualizations. The academics seem to sort of be that sort of a different field. But how do you foresee them sort of all working together to sort of move the, you know, help the, help the field of, of communicating data um, evolve over time? Uh, well, um, in terms of the gallery, we made a conscious effort to uh, have uh, static infographics precisely because of the, the value and the shorter lifespan they usually have. So on a daily newspaper, an info, uh, the lifespan of an infographic is, I don't know, one day, two days probably. If that infographic is not uh, repurposed or at least included on, on some sort of gallery uh, and I think the, the newspapers and the magazines, they, they should be the ones leading this. Uh, but um, if that doesn't happen, what you have is a lot of great work scattered around in places like Flickr or Behance or Dribbble or mm -hmm. Pinterest. Uh, so uh, our first goal was, okay, we want to be the platform where you can find the best infographics, including the print infographics, right, which okay. are so rare. Now, when it comes to interactive, of course, that they they supposedly are easier to find and easier to to um, even to share on social media. So, um, as you can see, uh, week after week, day after day, we have we are having more uh, interactive infographics added to our gallery. And that is just a consequence of the work that we have been doing, inviting the the players that are working more uh, with those interactive uh, forms of uh, visual representation of information. Right. Uh, as for the field, um, well, one thing uh, that I can say about the great projects is that they're rarely, and this is almost common sense, but they're rarely the product of a one-man Yeah. 
job. Yeah, the so, one person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. today, today you have a mix of skills um, not necessarily linked with journalism or with even with design, but you have a, a, a lot of different skills that are being used, especially on the top newsrooms. For the middle one and the small ones, the challenge and the opportunity as well that appears is that you, you're having an explosion as well of, of free tools uh, and free uh, or at least cheap options yeah, to create so yeah, better tools yeah yeah better tools to create without having that huge team with different sets of mm -hmm. skills so uh, the landscape is evolving I think the challenge the major challenges that the publishers and speaking here in the media industry they are facing are still the the conceptual ones understanding the internet understanding the audience understanding the advertising marketing that has been supporting these publications for so long and and those are the the, the profound changes that are still affecting uh, the growth of visual journalism as a, a, a much more frequent and, and useful uh, form of uh, storytelling and news reporting. Right. Great. Well, on that note, on the idea that we still have a long way to go, but things are getting better. We have great tools and and, um, and a site like Visual Loop to pull it all together for us. I want to thank you for coming on the show. This has been really interesting. Thank you very much, John. Keep up the great work. Thank you, sir. And thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, please let me know if you have any comments or questions. Hit me up on Twitter at PolicyViz. Uh, check out the site at PolicyViz.com and rate the show on iTunes. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next week. This episode of the PolicyViz podcast was brought to you by Socrata. Socrata is the global leader in software solutions that are designed exclusively for digital government and provide benefits for hundreds of public sector leaders and their constituents. The company's customers, among others, include the cities of New York, Chicago, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. To learn more about Socrata, visit them on the web at www.socrata.com.